So there I was, 2006, and a young strapping lad. Just got back from a deployment, so I had a little bit extra money in the bank. And of course, like a young man, I'm just trying to figure out ways to spend it. And that's where the beginning of my story starts, is in the line of Navy Federal, trying to pull that money out. Come join me in Financial Irresponsibility with your boy Cody on the Little Yellow Birdie Podcast. It's a new day. And a new way Don't let the past control The past that's here today No more problems Need more solution Take your guidance Let the right just lead the way Oh yeah, yeah Oh, I was lost but now I'm found Oh, cause every king deserves a crown Oh, now they not gonna bring us now to just set the tone on, you know, kind of the way that I envision life at this point, you know, it's the early 2000s. In the early 2000s, there was a lot of big, big type of uh, culture influences that were out there, uh, especially in like the rap scene at that point. So, you know, you got Jay-Z out there on boats, pouring champagne on people, you know, every 50 cents up in the club, hanging out, having a lot of fun, making everything just seem de- real desirable. And, you know, I think a lot of the the perception is is like hey if you're a young dude and you like to get some girls you know you got to go and do these types of things in order to try to attract them because you seem fun and and spontaneous and outgoing and and all these different aspects of it so that's one of the things that kind of like brought me into it now there's always that song that was a hitter it was that that fat joe song uh make it rain you know once that joint came on the radio you know that things are about to get real but what I really wanted to just tie in with that portion of it is, you know, culture has a lot to do with the way that we see things and how we actually act upon those things. In that day, it was rap music that really kind of just had me influenced to, to not really value money as much as having fun with every single person that's around me. And that's where I, you know, kind of go back to my de- uh, deployment to Iraq where it wasn't a very strenuous deployment. It was definitely a, one of the easier ones that most could probably have is on Al-Assad. They had Burger King and then Pizza Hut's there and stuff along that line. I mean, I'm not sure what the meat was made out of, but I'm sure it's somewhat edible. Uh, definitely burgers taste a lot different out there. Uh, the, the, the myth is, is that they use camels. Uh, I don't foresee that happening because camels are pretty fatty and, and those things look like some, you know, 100% ground beef like like uh, Burger King uh, advertises. But regardless, you know, we're over there, we're doing certain things, and you don't really have a lot of venues to go out and go shopping or going and eating, and especially there's no drinking allowed, so you save a lot of money there. But I did try to make some financial, uh, some responsible financial decisions while I was out there, and I used an overseas vehicle company and went out there and bought it. Over here in, uh, in, in Okinawa, they got the same thing. And I would really, you know, if you're young and you want to get something that's brand new right off the bat, you know, that's that's definitely a thing for you. My first car from there was a Ford Fusion. Uh, prior to that, I had the old beater, the Island Beater on Hawaii. It was a Ford Taurus Show. That thing was, that thing was a banger. You know what I mean? That thing went really fast on the three. Um, but you know, the the dark, the door, the inside of the door panel just kept falling off. You know, that was that was my struggle. Uh, so anyways, so over there we, we, you know, 
don't have a lot of venues to go do it so you you definitely save a lot of money because you're getting tax-free pay you're getting hazardous duty pay and then on top of that you're you know all your other pays entitlements counting the place as well so you're out there doing that I'm out there with mag 16 and in you know pretty much our daily shuffle is just doing packouts for the whole base when it comes to CBRN gear um, and, and just kind of preparing or getting things ready for worst case scenarios if they ever happen you know the most thing that I probably spent my money on while I was out there is at the green bean coffee place you know I'm a basic ass dude so I get that uh, I get that white chocolate mocha you know what I mean uh, nowadays that's too much fat for me and too much sugar so you know I don't want to be farting or or going too crazy on it so I used to just get you know black coffee you know what I mean um, but anyways so going to the Al-Assad we spent our time there I came back uh, probably about November time frame uh, my birthday is right around the corner in December so you know when when you're a young man it's about to be your birthday party you got this money that you have saved up from a deployment and you know like you're trying to think about how you're gonna be able to spend it and the thing that I wanted to spend it on was my 22nd birthday uh, that was going on in December so while we were in Al-Assad you know a few of us ended up getting suits from one of the little uh you know the tailors that are over there I mean I wore that suit once and you know it's definitely low quality uh so I wouldn't you know one out of five stars do not recommend getting getting uh suits from Al-Assad but anyway so we all had these suits from there so I was like hey let's go all out everybody wear your suits we'll go out to you know Moose's or some other type of place Get get some drinks and then we'll finish off over at a, you know a different establishment that that I'll cover a little bit later. Um, so that's really where it came down to is just you know going out with my friends, getting suited and booted, and then going and hitting the town and and you know not, at this point I'm not really concerned with girls. I just want to go out and have fun with my friends. Um, so that's really that portion of it that that I wanted to cover. Now, what brings me into the Navy Federal line is while I was there. You know, I'm a young, anxious man. You know where we're going to probably end up at the end of the night. So I wanted to 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 lay the groundwork for it. I wanted to do some prep work. Uh, and the way that I did that is, you know, going up to the nice young lady that's up at Navy Federal Counter and, and asking for $100 in singles. You know, but like I said, Fat Joe was out there making it rain was kind of like one of those things that I envisioned. So that's where I was at in, in my my younger years as far as spending money is is just doing whatever I can to have fun with my friends and trust me there's a lot of other knucklehead things that I did so when we go out uh, we're, we're going out to I think Moose's is where we started you know we got Alvarez we got uh, he's, he's one of the armors that are there armors in the Marine Corps I don't know if they are in the same branch or if they're the same in other branches but these dudes are like they, they pull in big money because everybody comes up to them with a $20 bill a bottle of Jack Daniels or whatever and say hey you know can you take me off the, the the weapons cleaning roster this month and of course you know they do that they oblige so you know if you ever want some extra people or if you want to know where the whiskey's at just go talk to your local armor and, and they probably have a few bottles stashed away from from last week uh, last month's take so anyway so I'm out with him uh, my buddy Jared uh, Jared was one of my better friends the whole time that I was on my island I think is between him and Ross and we were just always doing stuff together uh, even when he got out of the Marine Corps moved into uh, Waikiki 
you know, it didn't stop us at all. I'd even pack it overnighter and, and go out there and play some beer pong and hang out with Jared. Uh, he'll 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 come up in a lot of other stories later on the line too. So it's him and and you know Isagera and a couple others dudes that that we end up going out with and you know we're all suited, we're ready to go. And of course here comes Jared with his with his you know uh, polo shirt with a tie on. I'm like, what the heck are you doing, man? We're supposed to be suited and ready to go, and you're you're not you're not fitting the stage. You know what I mean? And of course you know he's my friend, so I, I let it slide. And, you know I'm like, hey, you gotta buy me a couple other drinks because of that. So we're going out there, we're getting that stuff going. Um, and, and to tell you the truth, man, we had a lot of drinks up to this point. So I don't even know uh, necessarily where we're at and how we ended up getting there. The only thing I knew that we ended up in a gentleman's club, and this place was chaotic. They had these little booths that were all on the side, and then you had like the center stage type thing going on. And we were able to get our hands on one of the booths on the side. But one thing that they don't tell you when you first show up is there's like a little you know monkey bar that's up on top that the you know that the ladies end up doing all kinds of weird gymnastic stuff on you know i think a couple of us almost got kicked in the face um definitely a couple drinks got kicked over you know but we, we you know we're having fun we're doing stupid stuff we're just trying to enjoy our best lives so when we uh later on down the line you know i, I you know i'm going up to the dj and i'm like hey can you play fat joe make it rain and he's like man we did that like an hour ago and i'm like you can't play it again you know it's a hitter everybody loves that song he's like i don't play the same song twice which i know is bullshit because i heard a couple other songs uh you know a couple a couple of songs throughout the night that that he repeated um but ultimately you know i ended up you know kind of being disappointed because you know that was kind of what i envisioned for that night and you know going and doing that but i mean a different i'm determined you know what i mean i'm, I'm i got that that fistful of money inside my pocket and I'm like hey you know what something's happening so you know I picked a you know the lady that's been the nicest to us for that night when she was on stage whatever song it was I was just gonna freaking give her that as a tip you know that's that's essentially how my 22nd birthday party went um you know and there's a lot of other things that you know kind of went on with that but you know that was that was essentially that piece of that financial irresponsibility you know a lot of people look at this store and they're like, man, you just wasted $100 just to say that you made it rain. And my answer is, hell yeah. You know, why wouldn't I? If that $100 was sitting in my bank still today, it probably would have even appreciated about 50 bucks. You know what I mean? But I got a story that I could tell with, you know, the friends that I was at with that time. And we had a good time at that night. You know, that, that's, that's the way I was always looking at it. Now, could I have put it into a CD or done something a little bit more financially responsible with it? Absolutely, I could have. But then, what would it have brought me in the long run? More money for myself? What am I going to do with all that money if I'm just hanging out by myself? You know, plan a trip to, to Rome by myself? Doing all these things by myself? That's not the way that I wanted to go through it. Um, me saying to being financially responsible irresponsible isn't necessarily the the message I'm going with the message I'm going with is you know do whatever you feel is going to bring the most happiness to your life and if it includes other people even better and and do those things and do it within reason and do it within the law and all those other type things but ultimately do what you do to, that's that's not going to hurt anybody that's just there for you to simply have a story and have a good time just like a lot of the other times 
you know, living over in Barracks 230 Animal House, uh, we, we lived across the street from Kahuna's. Kahuna's was our friggin' spot. You know, we'd go over to Kahuna's at least two, three days out of the week. And that's just even, that's just on a, on a slow week even, I would imagine. Um, especially on Thursdays, you know, we get some field day going, uh, all that shenanigans is over. And then we would move on a little bit fur- uh, further into the night. And we'd be like, hey, you know what? They're doing wings over there. They got karaoke. They got the whole friggin' thing. So, of course, here we go. Over to Kahuna's. Now, when it comes to Kahuna's, the one thing that seemed like it was like a constant thing is we would have like our table with a lot of the dudes that were from Barracks 230. And we'd sit around that table and then it would just be taking turns buying rounds. And then you get to choose what everybody's going to be drinking for that round based off of what you have. And if you want to drink like a beer, sip on something, that's that's all you. Uh, but when it comes to that that round, you know, that's where it starts getting a little bit more expensive. But at the end of the day, you know, it brought us closer together. We all trusted each other. We took care of each other. Um, this is going to be a story for later on, but, I mean, even uh, – uh, Cummings, we went over there for his birthday party. That was the first time I think anybody's seen him drunk. And this dude, you know, he he showed us what he showed us a lot more about himself. You know what I mean? And it was good. We all loved it. And then we ended up seeing a lot more of it later on because that you know kind of broke him out of his shell a little bit. Uh, so we had always end up in Kahuna's, uh, and that was kind of like our spot. Even when my cousin came to visit, we we'd hit that up. Uh, even though it was fun for us to be able to do that, if you ask me to be able to recall specific things at a specific nights while we were there, I couldn't tell you. There was so many nights where I just wake up in my barracks room and I'm like, how the hell did I even get here? So that's where I'm, you know, that's where you got to go in with reason. You know, you go out there, you have this fun, you do these things. Um, but at the end of the day, and this is going to be the long-term message that I'm going to be delivering during this uh, this episode is doing things that are going to bring memories to you. That way you can always come back to those things and cherish it. You know what I mean? Um, just like one of the times where, you know, we did it within reason, uh, but it definitely did cost a lot, was during my buddy Eli's freaking going away party. Now, one thing I, I want to go back to uh, talk about Eli before we go into this one is Eli, I mean... I'm sure he's doing a lot better now, but I mean, that dude was a friggin' alcoholic. And you know why? Because the dude worked in the armory. He was the friggin' armory chief at the time. You know how many bottles of whiskey he had? Probably not that many because he drank them all. You know what I mean? Um, but Eli, he was, he's, he's my boy, you know? We, so we do this, uh, going away party. Um, and it's over at this club called Level Four. We're hanging out at Level Four. Uh, Level four, if you haven't been there in 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 Waikiki, it's essentially a a theater, like an old school stage theater that they set up as like a nightclub, and it was strictly bottle service. So you're like walking through the main lobby area where it's like the front uh, that you would see in like a theater, and you got all the tables with like the ice in the middle that they'd put the bottles in and the mixers and all those types of things. And then you work out to, or go into like the main stage area. And that's where, uh, we were able to set up, uh, a VIP session for, or, uh, for that portion of it. So in order for us to get this VIP section, we had to, you know, collect a bunch of money from each person that was wanting to go. We 
put in the money. I think it was like two, three hundred bucks per person. Um, but that covered, you know, like several bottles and all the mixers and all the things. So we're up in this VIP area hanging out, having a good time. Uh, they got these things up in the state or up in the, in the rafters and these, you know, the go-go dancers are doing swings and stuff like that. Definitely not within OSHA standards. Uh, but definitely a good kind of scenery in this whole thing. You got the DJ up on the stage, you know, hitting it up and you know, it was a great time. Uh, during that, during that night, uh, you know, I even met this little five foot Latina, you know, uh, she, she got those yams that'll make me say, yes, ma'am. Uh, so, you know, it turns out three years after that, you know, we went to Vegas and got hitched. Uh, but yeah, when it comes down to, you know, that, that night, you know, spent the money to go out there and I knew what I was going to end up getting into. I was going to get the bottle service. We were going to have fun. We are all going to dance. We are all going to do these things. You know, but doing that ended up leading to me meeting my wife. If I would have been that lame, I would have been like, hey, you know, I wouldn't have my wife and kids at that point. Well, I might have. She might have, you know, followed me around somewhere else. Uh, but at the same time, you know, that's that's one of those things that you always got to look into is going out there and, you know, experiencing life. Uh, that VIP definitely uh, didn't stop there. You know, we, we I think when even when I re-enlisted, I re-enlisted back in, I think, 2007, and it came with a $30,000 bonus. Ask me how much that $30,000 I still have. I mean, Uncle Sam took about 9000 of it, um, but I ended up taking that money try to do some financial things like buying Ford stock and Citibank because we were going through a recession at that point. They were in the tank. So I'm like, hey, let's buy low and hopefully we can sell high. Uh, but, you know, for the rest of it, it was mainly just going out with like Tim Parrish and, and Stan, uh, Patrick Stanwood to different clubs like Zanzibar. And we go into the VIP area, get the rosé, get the, you know, the Ace of Spades, all those different types of things. Uh, that we've seen in those music videos that made it seem, you know, appealing for a lot of young people to go out there and do. So we went out and did a lot of t time in the in the VIP rooms. But again, recalling back to, you know, specifically what happened those nights, all I know is that I ended up with a $900 tab one night. And that was, you know, two or three bottles of Dom P. And we were sitting there, you know, going crazy with it. But that's about all I could tell you. Is that it ended up creating, uh, you know, financial instability inside my life, but you know we did have fun at that point, and I could say that I did those types of things. But where am I going to tie this in uh, to to the long run? Because what I don't want people to do is go out there and make necessarily the same dramatic mistakes like a nine hundred dollar bar tab. And I think it might even been more than that because we had some other stuff going on too. Um, but more importantly is finding what you value, finding good people to have around you, and going out and doing things that you love. Going out and doing things that's having fun. Like today, and now that I've gotten a little bit older, i got a family and, and everything's kind of progressing towards you know me wanting to do uh, things that are going to you know, build long-lasting memories. Things that I could take pictures of and say, hey, you know what, we did this type of thing. Is going out and doing certain things like visiting Seoul, Korea, while, you know, a couple months ago. We went out there, able to go out and still have some fun, do, 
you know, sightsee, go see all the museums, all the tourist spots, and then even afterwards, you know, put the kids to bed and then go out to a place right down the street, like Korean barbecue or like this pizza place that we went to, and go have a couple beers, hang out, and we actually met some a couple in, from Singapore. You know, you the the. I guess the moral of the story is, is money isn't ever gonna money's gonna appreciate inside your bank account, but at the end of the time or at the end of the day, while that's appreciating, how much is your life depreciating? How much are you missing? How many opportunities are you missing to have fun, have once in a lifetime experiences, go out there and see the world? Go out there and visit, hang out with your friends and do head rat things. You know, all those things that you could be doing during that time of your money appreciating. Because I'll tell you right now, if I knew about Bitcoin back in, back when I got my bonus, I would have dropped all of it. But you know what? I probably wouldn't have held on to most of it. Because as soon as it came up and I made a little extra money, I'm like, all right, well, what if it goes back down? What if I don't end up making the, you know, the long-term thing? You know, I don't have the financial discipline to be able to sit on things for 10 years to wait for it to get to $60,000 per share. But at the end of the day, you know, that could have been the smarter financial move for me. Some people take those things. Other people freaking go out there and just live their best life. And that's what I did as a young man is go out there and live my best life. And even today as an older person, we definitely are a little bit more fiscal responsible fiscally responsible uh, but I, we're not scared to go out there and get an Airbnb for a weekend go out and hang out in Nago for, for you know a couple days just to go out there and do a hike over at you know Tataki Falls or, or going out you know to this bar that we went to my wife and I were we were the only two people in there at first and you know like they hand us the karaoke mic and we're sitting there singing singing along doing our thing and then this, you know, this Japanese dude shows up and starts singing "Falling in Love with You," and I'm like, "Man, you you've seen that really well." And he doesn't even know it. He doesn't know any English. I'm like, "How in the hell do you not know English, but you could sing an English song perfectly?" Uh, it, things just don't make sense. But that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at, though. Is is don't be afraid to take your money and go do the things that you love and to do things that are going to appreciate your life, because. Even though it is important for your money to grow value, you want to be able to grow value with the people that you love and the people that are in your life. And you don't want to look back on your life with all the things that you've done as far as, you know, going to bars, going out and, you know, doing hood rat things and all these other things that that really seem important at the time that are fun, but you don't want to go back and see the, you know, see your life in this in this in this lens where you're just like I know that I did it but I don't really remember what I did when I did there at the end of the day it's always a story to tell every time that I see Jared or see any of those people that I went to that I lived in barracks 230 with we would probably have these stories to tell and it would build some commonality with us um, but just appreciate people appreciate life your time again is more valuable than anything in this world but if you're spending your time waiting for the future waiting for things to appreciate then you're missing out on a lot of good opportunities for you to live your best life and to have a great time and to live in the moment with the people that are there with you
This is Cody. A little again on the Little Yellow Birdie podcast. Come join me next week when we talk about barrack shenanigans. Yeah, you know that's going to be fun. Later. Today's a new day. Oh, you broken crown away. Today's a new day. Oh, you broken crown.